0: Arlington Street Church gathered in love and service for justice and peace. On January 8, 2011, Arizona Congressman Gabrielle Giffords was shot during constituent meet and greet at a Safeway in Tucson. 12 more people were injured and six others died. Inexplicably, In the midst of the mayhem, there were people who ran toward the danger rather than away. One of those people was 74-year-old Bill Badger, a retired Army colonel who didn't stop even when he was wounded in the head by a bullet. He grabbed the gunman's left wrist. A woman kicked a second clip of ammunition out of his hand. He got him in a chokehold and with three others helped tackle and subdue him until help arrived. Afterwards, Bill Badger said, No, I don't consider myself a hero. I did what anybody would do. Following the shooting, Bill and his wife, Sally, traveled across the country for three years, campaigning for background checks on every gun sold. After such a tragic event, he said, one thing I'm trying to do is to make something good come of this. Bill Badger died on March 12th, and I wept when I heard it, remembering his courage, his selfless courage. Did you ever notice that when we call someone like Bill Badger a hero, they always say, I just did what anybody would do. They always say that. But it's not true. And it's true. This morning, I invite you to join me in a reflection on everyday heroes and the spiritual practice of everyday heroes. Heroism. If you will forgive me for saying the word snow on this first Sunday in spring, there is a wonderful story of everyday heroes that our own Anne Clark learned from her mother's father, who grew up on the prairie in Huron, South Dakota. Grandpa Durfee told the story of being at school when a blizzard hit. In the blinding snow of the whiteout, men from the town gathered and stretched out in a long line to form a human chain to the one-room schoolhouse where the frightened teacher waited with her charges. And then bundled up one by one, the children were released into the storm. And a huge hand appeared out of the whirling white, held them for a brief moment, and passed them on to the next hand on and on and says from hand to hand grandpa and the other children were passed along until they were safely home i love to picture those huge hands emerging from the whiteness the human chain of caring hands helping the children home every day heroes just doing what anybody would do. This is the spiritual practice of everyday heroism. And speaking of snow, let's just get it out of our system, shall we? (laughs) I hope you didn't miss the news of the bald eagle couple that took turns sitting on their nest through that last blizzard. Captured on the Pennsylvania Game Commission's webcam at Kadura State Park, One of the eagles went for food while the other remained to warm two eggs that were still two or three weeks from hatching. The snow piled higher until it was up to its neck with only its tiny head peeking out of the snow. An everyday hero just doing what any bald eagle would do. Move over, Horton. This is spiritual practice. The spiritual practice of everyday heroism. Father Murray Brodo is a beloved Franciscan priest who for many years lived in a very rough neighborhood in Cincinnati. In 1981, he taught me something really important about helping, and I want to tell you the story as he told it. One-on-one neighboring would change the world, I said to myself, as I took Miss Susie to the Cincinnati Gas and Electric Company this morning at 8 o'clock. She was afraid to take the bus because she is 80 years old and arthritic and hasn't left Pleasant Street in a long time. But her bill read $300 and she was afraid it wasn't a mistake. There was this parking spot right in front of the gas and electric company and I went into a little restaurant for breakfast while I waited for Miss Susie. She was out, mistake corrected by 8.25. We were home by 8.35. An errand that would have taken her a whole morning of waiting for the right bus and riding the bus and not knowing where to get off was over. A load of anxiety for her old heart was prevented by a simple ride to and from the gas and electric company. All over the world, says Murray Bodo, if a middle-class family lived next to a poor family and people cared for only one neighbor... We would live in a different world, a better world. There would be little need for social services and welfare, and there would be no waiting in line to see the social worker. The great anxiety of the poor is in waiting. The fear that they will stand all day in a line that has no end, that at the other end the social worker will be tired and frustrated when their turn finally comes, or there will be a further delay, or there will be no help for them. This is why everyone needs one poor neighbor only. As soon as there are two, there's a waiting line. Father Murray Bodo continues, if everyone who hears these words would adopt one poor family, the result would be more astonishing than hundreds of government programs. In a government of the people, only the people can make anything better or worse. Most of my life, he says, I have lived sheltered from the pain of people like Miss Susie. Oh, I cared about the poor in a general way, but I didn't know any Miss Susies. And now I understand that everyone needs a Miss Susie to love and cherish, to keep life from being futile. Miss Susie helps me far more than I help her. Every time she asks me even the smallest favor, she worries that she is upsetting my plans for the day. And I think about my plans, my work, and I realize how petty they are and how unimportant most of what we do really is. Miss Susie's prairie presence reminds me how important it is to be human. Nothing I will ever do in life will be more important than taking Miss Susie to the gas and electric company. An everyday hero, Father Murray Bodo, just doing what anybody would do. This is the spiritual practice of everyday heroism. Desiree Andrews is an 8th grader and cheerleader with the Lady Knights cheerleading squad at Lincoln Middle School in Kenosha, Washington. I'm sorry, Wisconsin. She also has Down syndrome. And while cheering at a recent boys basketball game, Desiree was bullied from the stands. The kids in the audience were picking on D, said player Chase Vasquez, so we all stepped forward. The players called a timeout and walked off the court. One of the kids stepped up into the stands and confronted the bully saying, don't mess with her. And then the seventh grade coach, Brandon Morris, says, all of the guys got together to show her support. Since that game, team members have been especially protective Walking Desiree to class, player Scooter Terrian says, it's not fair when other people get treated wrong because we're all the same. We're all created the same. At the most recent game, played in her honor, the boys chanted, whose house, D's house. Beaming, Desiree says, it was sweet, kind, awesome, amazing. Everyday heroes. Seventh and eighth grade boys just doing what any seventh and eighth grade boys would do. This is the spiritual practice of everyday heroism. Beloved spiritual companions, can we find ourselves in these stories? Bill Badger's subduing a gunman and working for gun control in honor of those he could not save. The men making a line out to the schoolhouse, passing the children from hand to hand through the blinding snow. Bald eagles staying on the nest through the storm up to their necks in snow and the eggs warm below. Murray Bodo driving Miss Susie Nothing I will ever do in life, he says, will be more important than taking Miss Susie to the gas and electric company. Chase, Brandon, Scooter, all the middle school boys sticking up for Desiree were all created the same. All of them, everyone, an everyday hero, just doing what anybody would do. May we choose a spiritual practice of everyday heroism. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office.com